0: you don't have an online presence, and I know you agree with me, Ray, it makes it a little difficult to not only get interviewed by the media, but for your next client, because people can refer you all day long, but if they can't look you up online, if they can't see more about what you've done through LinkedIn or what have you, you lose credibility,
1: Welcome to the Marketing Expedition Podcast, an auditory journey through the latest in marketing, branding, and advertising. Now, here's your marketing expedition guide, Ray Allen.
2: On today's episode of the Marketing Expedition Podcast, I get to speak with Lynette Hoy, and she has been working in the public relations industry for nearly 30 years as a PR strategist and has worked in different capacities, including founding her firm, Firetalker PR a full-service public relations firm 12 years ago. She started her career in corporate America, leading PR efforts for many companies including Verity Credit Union, the National Institute of Health, Warner Brothers, and International Capital Group, putting their company's events and programs on the map. Many corporate leaders have also worked with Lynette to become the go-to expert for media, growing their presence in the community and beyond. And now she's a best-selling author, speaker, mentor, and trainer, who works with businesses and entrepreneurs to help them stand out, get credible, and become more profitable by becoming the go-to expert in their ideal client is clamoring for and the media wants to interview. Her clients have been featured in Entrepreneur Magazine, Forbes, and seen and heard on NPR, CNN, and all major networks, and many more. You're in for a treat. You're going to get all kinds of good nuggets, so listen in to Lynette's interview. But first, it's time for our Marketing Essentials moment the basics that you need to help you continue to build your brand and your bottom line. In today's topic, I wanted to cover a VNR. What is a VNR? How can you use it to your advantage? A VNR is a video news release. And since we're talking PR with Lynette today, I thought this would be a great topic to cover. In addition to what Lynette does with PR, we've worked with other PR companies to help produce video news releases. So if you're doing something newsworthy in your industry or in your community or in your association or your nonprofit, whatever the case might be, a VNR is a good way to supply the news media with a story, with video and B-roll. B-roll is the additional footage that you would use to cover up sound bites or sound on tape, they used to say, or voiceovers or vosots, voiceover, sound on tape. Even though it's not a tape anymore, they still call them Vosots, and they still call them those types of things that are in the news media that allow us to have voiceover and B-roll footage that we shoot of your event, of your facility, of whatever it is that you want to get to the news. And this is nice because if the news – if they're busy that day and they can't send out a photog or a reporter to your story that you want covered – You can hire us to come and do it for them. And then we send that video news release to them. We send it in a couple of different ways. We can completely put the whole entire story together, the package together, or we send them clips of sound bites that we record of you. And the nice thing about hiring us is that we can edit out what we don't want and edit and keep in what we do want. And we can provide a little coaching on the side to be able to get you to speak and share what it is that you want to share in a way that's meaningful and impactful. Sometimes with news media, you just get what you get, and they're going to interview you, and they're going to pick and choose what they want. Well, this way, we have a little bit more control of giving media exactly what we want them to hear. So a video news release is a great way to do it, along with a press release. So typing up the press release and having the information having the spellings of the names correct, having the location, the time, the date, the information about your organization or about your event. All of that is included in the video news release and we send that off to the press. Of course then following up with phone calls and or allowing them to even know that you're doing that and that you're going to be sending it to them and getting a hold of the news editors or the assignment editors or the reporter that you might have a relationship with that that Lynette can help you do. But the video news release is a great way to then do that. And then not only that, now you can repurpose that footage and use it for your social media or your website or whatever it is that you want to do. And so we put together a whole complete story that can then be used in multiple different ways on your reels, on your Instagram, on your TikTok, if you want all of the different places that you can get video out there on YouTube, on Pinterest, even you can put video on Pinterest too. And so if you, think about how you want your public relations strategy to be, and you want to hire a crew to come and video what you're doing that's newsworthy, this is a wonderful way to get it out to all of the different media outlets that are willing to potentially run it. And chances of it getting run are pretty high because then they don't have to send their resources out on the story If they can't get to it or if it's a breaking news day and all of their resources are sent to a breaking news story that's happened before where we had a grand opening for a beautiful beautiful motel and restaurant and it happened to be when fires outbroke. And all of the news crews were sent out to the fires and then not leaving any of the news crews to come out to cover our story with the governor, even there doing the ribbon cutting and all of the the things that were being said at this beautiful place. So we covered the story and then sent the news crew the footage and all the sound bites, And then they ran our story and they can edit it how they want to, or they can use what we edit for them. This has happened in multiple occasions where we've had, uh, even in remote locations where they can't send a news crew out, they send us out to video and then we can get them the footage. And of course now with the advent of the internet, we can upload the footage and then they can take and use it wherever, whenever. It used to be that we have to take a tape to the station <laughs> to do it, but not anymore. Now we've got lots of different ways and, and tools to make it happen. Sometimes other agencies from outside of our area will hire us to Get footage and capture of an event or something that's going on, or a public, you know, a press conference, or any of those types of things. And then they can use the footage at their local area to then put together what they need for their newsreels or for their media kit or whatever the case is that you're using and working with a PR agency to do. So, video news releases are super helpful. And if you want to explore some ideas of what that could look like, give us a call. Let us know how we can help you. And we can make it happen. All right, let's get into the interview with Lynette. Welcome to the Marketing Expedition Podcast. I'm your host, Ray Allen. I'm the president and CEO of Pepper Shock Media and the founder of the Marketing Expedition community. And today's guest we have Lynette Hoy from Firetalker PR. Lynette, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. So I always just love to give a brief little history of your. I mean, I know I had your bio, but what uh, kind of can you share with our audience a little bit of more into your background? What got you where you are now? Kind of te- take us back and get us to where you are now.
0: Oh wow, <laughs> that's a that's a story. <laughs> well, really, what lit my fire—every uh, pun intended—was uh, my father, who was a very successful entrepreneur. And I grew up with that and the difference is I launched into corporate America and public relations because when starting out in television production and creative arts way back when I had two different professors that said, Lynette, you belong in public relations. And I didn't even know what it was, but once I got rolling I couldn't be stopped and then my father was uh, consistently pushing me into the entrepreneurialism realm, but it was really exciting in the beginning to be deeply involved in that world and working in a corporate structure, both on the agency side and then uh, rather quickly into the client side. So it's always been a fascination to me how we relate as a community how people are brought up within certain realms you know certain parts of the country or internationally and then how they come together and you know relate with everyone around us you know that's that public relations piece so how we relate with everyone around us just you know, on the deepest level, just fascinated me. And it just kept me rolling.
2: Well, that's wonderful. And so let's share a little bit more about what it is that you do for your clients now. What are some of the success stories or things that you've done for for them? I mean, and there's quite a few different success stories, I know. But uh, what comes to mind in particular that, uh, that you kind of helped a, a client along the way? What did you do for them? How did it work? What, where did they land? All the wonderful things that you do.
0: Well, there's a a couple of stories that come to mind, because I work with clients in different capacities. One recent was actually uh, held at Wafed Bank here locally. And I did an in-house training, which was amazing. It was a delight and an honor to be surrounded by branch managers that were eager to increase their online presence. So they're also able to really show up in the community strong to help Wafed really stand out. From different banks around the area. So that was something that really moved me because there's such a screaming desire to really be a part of the world around them. So that was a very successful event, and I love doing corporate training. Another really exciting piece recently has been working with a historian. His name is Dr. Luis Fernandez Martinez Fernandez. Say that three times fast. And mm-hmm. he is a historian out of Florida. He's a world-renowned uh, expert on Cuba and the Caribbean. And he's a Pegasus professor at the University of Central Florida. And he launched a book this year when the world turned upside down uh, politics and culture between 2019 and 2022. And we had such a phenomenal book tour that took him around the country uh, physically and virtually and being able to see him make a difference in the communities across the country and getting him interviewed on CNN uh, where else were we? Uh, Telemundo, you know, several uh, television, radio, print opportunities. And to me, it really comes from the heart. I love working with people that are truly heart centered and care about you know, changing the community, change that goes on around us. And I guess another wonderful thing is uh, a current client. That is a doctor, uh, Dr. Brooke Boussard, who is launching a company uh, called Plants Over Animals. And it's exciting to know that there are people out there that really care about digging deep into issues regarding uh, how we eat that can literally reverse several different types of diseases. So that's her big focus, and she has a lot of different trending ideas around that that I know are going to draw lots of media attention. So my whole emphasis is getting people seen and heard out there. if there, If you don't have an online presence, and I know you agree with me, Ray, it makes it a little difficult to not only get interviewed by the media, But for your next client, because people can refer you all day long, but if they can't look you up online, if they can't see more about what you've done through LinkedIn or what have you, you lose credibility, even if it's your best friend referring someone. So helping people reach that next level so that they can tackle anything and really grow those profits that profit margin is uh, kind of what I live for.
2: (laughs) Right. Well, speaking of trends, what are some things that you've seen recently that you've experienced that you can share with us that is happening in the PR world right now? What are some exciting growth patterns for businesses this year that and into next year, what are you seeing? What's, what's happening? Well,
0: there's a trend of course with AI and uh, how it's used on a couple of levels with, in the public relations world, you know, it's definitely speeding up the process in how publicity strategists like myself you know, hone in on uh, topics and uh, different stories that are becoming credible in using AI to not only formulate, but... You know, looking for creative ideas in terms of headlines, and you know, sparking okay.
2: yeah, S- sensationalizing the titles so it's catchy and right. Reporters want to take a look and and understand. Wait, what? I want to read more. What is this about? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? Yeah,
0: but also for um, moving forward into twenty twenty four, there's a huge push going on for. Article writing, of course, we've always, that's always something we recommend, right? I mean, that's part of getting that online exposure set up. But AI is just going crazy in terms of how people are able to more quickly generate uh, content. But what we're going to see going into uh, this next year is far more ethical behavior. And that's really being pushed because you can't ask chat GBT or any of these other programs to just write this article for you and cut and paste it. And there was a lot of that going on. And so there's this big shift happening because, you know, one, it's not ethical because you're, it's not you, you didn't do the research. Mm -hmm. You did, you know, it should be more idea based and also, fact-checking, and putting your own personality in there. So we're going- It's not
2: authentic, right? Yeah. It's not authentically you. And yeah, I, I understand how that goes. I mean, I think it's good to give you ideas yeah. and kind of use it as a springing board, mm-hmm. but you got to make it your own and put it in your own voice and your own thoughts and your own opinions and yeah. your own you know quotes that you want to say, because you're right. And like- and it does sound so chat GPT-y. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, or, you know, AI generated when you're saying, when, when AI generates words and says things that you don't normally say. I can always tell when my students yes. use chat gpt because they, it says certain things that are like, they don't talk like that. Come <laughs> yeah, on. <come> yeah. on.
0: <laughs> I mean, there's no personality there.
2: There's no. So it's, and
0: it's amazing to me within the PR world I was reading just this morning uh, in a, uh, a periodical I get from the Public Relations Society of America that there have been a lot of marketing and PR firms that have been called out, and and it's a really uh, it's a pattern. So I, I think that is what really spurred uh, these changes that are happening. It's almost like regulatory. Have you heard about any of that going on where? Yeah. um, yeah. Well,
2: I think that they're trying to navigate it because, I mean, even not just with writing, but with imagery, right? If if AI is sampling a photographer's work, Mm. how do they get paid for a sample of what's then showing up in AI? Yeah. And, you know, yeah, I I had the pleasure of getting to see Dr. Alessandra, who is the – she's a PhD from – and she works with Shutterstock. Oh, yeah. And they're trying to tackle this and give attribution and payment to samplings of people who have submitted photos that then now are on stock footage sites that now people can use in AI. All right. And it's like fractional, you know, amounts that they're getting, but at least they're still trying to find a way to get them paid. But yeah, I mean, I can see how – I mean, and I, I love that Shutterstock's doing that, but I also, you know, there's lots and lots and lots of tools out there that are getting sampled and artists are not getting, you know, their, their attributions, right. They're not getting the credential and you know, the, you know, the photo courtesy of them and their name not getting promoted anymore because it's just a sample of it. And it's, it's definitely navigating that is going to be interesting to see what actually ends up in court and speaking of court like you know you can doctor photos and images and evidence and you know it's deep fake right this deep yeah. fake idea. And you can't tell that it's deep fake and so then you have to bring in you know experts and and it's just getting so good that you don't necessarily know that it's machine generated just by looking at it off the bat, right? You have to dig in and look at how the pixels are manipulated and if they've been manipulated in an image and it's a lot of work.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I, I think that's just going to unfortunately get worse. You know, it's,
2: Mm
0: -hmm. it's a a real serious trend that from the, you know, small to medium sized business perspective uh, really making sure that our clients are, you know, that we're holding them accountable for the work they do and making sure that, like you were saying, that this is being leveraged in a way that uh, helps produce ideas and moving them forward so that they're an integral part of the growth because if you're just using chat GPT or any of these other programs and, and like that photography element too, you're pulling all of these things together in a big rush. Well, how is it helping you, right? How are you growing? How are you becoming better at your craft if there's no research involved, if there's no uh, time spent you know, within your own mind and coming up with ideas. And so it's it's a little scary to me, but I, I'm glad mm-hmm. that uh, there's things in place, like you were saying, these experts and people that are highly trained to know if someone is you know, skirting that line for sure.
2: Yep, I, I agree. So On that line that we're all facing now, trying to navigate this world, what do you think some of the biggest struggles you've seen for for business owners have been, you know, small to medium-sized businesses? Mm -hmm. What is is it that you mean by the great resignator? What do you mean by that?
0: Well, of course, we had uh, two years ago or so. (laughs) <laughs> through through uh, the pandemic, the great resignation where we had uh, you know primarily what made that was the multi-million dollar tech guys and gals and whatever, you know leaving their positions and starting entrepreneurial ventures and of course they had the money behind it and and then other people perhaps at different levels leaving their, uh, jobs to start again somewhere else or on their own uh, there was a a research project through Pew research that they did uh, regarding you know through human resources through many companies where they tracked those people that left 48 percent between mid 2020 through 2021. 48% of those they tracked, you know, thousands and thousands of people went into entrepreneurialism, which is phenomenally crazy. And so now as we've moved forward, I like calling it a, a great resignator because it's now become, it's a whole different ballgame in terms of how people are being treated. So under that umbrella of human resources, public relations also has a big part because if people are not being managed well, they, you know, become an individual resignator. I like to call them that because it's not necessarily staying on trend, right? So there's people Uh, moving into our new year that are going to be leaving because they can't have any flex time. And uh, so it kind of comes from an individual standpoint. And there's also, (laughs) they're calling them the Badgers. And I still am looking for where that name is coming from. But there are people that are coming into the workplace just to be seen not heard just to be seen and then they're gone so they're like a great resignator they're they're a part of that whole framework i think sort of came out of my own brain because it's this trend where instead of just being uh, an at-home worker an online worker uh, they are trying to pacify senior folks, you know, those and, you know, their management and, and also, you know, their fellow employees by just showing up. So they go to work for an hour and they go home and they go back to work. So it's an interesting phenomenon that I'm looking into even deeper because it. I mean, why go through all that trouble, you know, drive 45 minutes just to be seen at your job and then you leave. So it's
2: weird. It is. Yeah. I mean, I know we've definitely experienced both uh, sides of the fence with the hybrid and then almost completely 100% remote. and. of one person that you know somebody's got to check the mail and yeah, be here yeah. And, you know some people just don't want to work at home and it worked because we had one person that could come to the office during that time and yeah. it was great and I'm glad he did and now it's like we're shifting back everyone wants to come to the office wants to be able to collaborate wants mm-hmm. to have that human interaction and connection and as we hire new people We are really trying to focus on collaborating together as much as we can, because we know the difference of what it's like to be isolated, to be working from home constantly, to not have, you know, that team environment. And, you know, I, I think that partly it caused such a ripple, not just in our company, but in others too, where people did get isolated and they did feel disconnected and, you know, no longer really feeling the satisfaction or being happy because they aren't around the people to collaborate yeah. like we used to be. Yeah. And it can be, you know, and I, and I get flexibility and we do hybrid and, you know, people can work from home if they've got something going on on yeah. the other side of the valley and they don't want to drive in or, you know, it's a snow day or whatever, they can work from home. No problem. But I do see that people want to be here. They want to be at work. <laughs> they yeah. want to, you know, be able to have those side conversations and you know collaborate and get things done, and not just you know instant message or Slack or whatever tools people use now. But I I do see a big difference in in that human connection and collaboration from face to face versus uh, you know FaceTime on online, right? Yeah, I agree, and and
0: that could have something to do with those uh, the badgers that want to just be seen uh, come in talk to a few. It's like the it's like a long distance water cooler conversation because <laughs> you're going in to have this and that. So I'm just curious what will happen if, like you're saying, with that trend shifting because generally that's a, a twenty five to thirty five thing where uh, mostly, from what I've read, mostly baby boomers are wanting that uh, personal engagement, wanting to come into the office. But I really think it's it's going to get mixed up again. I, I don't think that there's going to be any particular group of people that prefer it over others. I, I think you're right, you know there's I know myself, uh, being an entrepreneur, uh, it definitely, you know, working from home most of the time, uh, I find that that connection is something that I, uh, you know, I really want. And you know, I want to get out there and involve myself in the community and connect. Which is that's another big thing going into 2024. And this year they're calling it relationships. Uh, which definitely was a a big trend in AI. And that's obviously moving into the next year, but looking at it from a different perspective and that's connection. So how deep are you going? Right.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's not necessarily about how many people you can meet at a function or an event that you go to, but how, the quality of the people that you want to associate yourself with and building yeah. these relationships and it's kind of beyond the whole no like and trust. I mean everyone wants to do business with those that they know like and trust and they'll refer them, but it's going a step further than that, right? It's it's building that and continuously building that because people, you know, they want instant gratification now. Yeah. Um, and, and it's like, what did you what did you do for me lately? Right. And yeah. so just building the no like and trust thing is one thing, but can you continue can you continue to build that and continue to keep that relationship going strong and and keeping, you know, those connections, like you said, um, you know, where they then are still top of mind and they can do the referrals and accelerate word of mouth. But I think it's it's true. People want that human connection and want to be able to shake somebody's hand, look them in the eyeballs, you know, yeah. and converse with each other. So it'll be interesting to see what happens uh, in the business world in the education world and you know just life in general, people I think just need that human connection. and you know they they, they we do a lot in the senior um, marketing realm for, for yeah. the lot of companies that we work with. And during the pandemic because a lot of memory care, um, people with, you know, dementia or ulcers, it, it was significant, they were significantly impacted because they couldn't have people come to them, to their room. Yeah. You know, you saw images of people standing outside their window through the screen door, you know, screen window talking to each other, but it wasn't enough. And, you know, there was a big, big influx in, you know, cases that arose from that and from COVID and just all the things that happened. But, um, it's proven that people need human connection they need the you know they need the physical touch they need the interaction it just you know the energy that somebody just walking into a room brings versus a zoom room right it's yes. very different and i think that there's we will see that cuz humans are by nature you know they want to connect they're connecting creatures right we want to be mm-hmm. um you know not in pure isolation, even if you are introverted, sometimes it's still helpful to be around somebody that you do trust that you can be around and be yourself and authentically yourself. Right. And you know, machines can't do that for you. They just can't. No, they can't.
0: That's why I love being around you. It's a, (laughs) when I see you in person, you and I connect so much deeper and, well, and i love that.
2: 29 and we have some of that um mushroom bisque or pumpkin bisque you know then then i'm always a happy girl <laughs> absolutely absolutely brick 29 just so, for those listeners is the destination location here in nampa idaho and it is a james beard nominated chef it's amazing and lynette lynette and i have uh spent my birthday there before and uh, other places other times but um, just a phenomenal place. But you're right, like food. Food is always a good way to connect with people. <laughs> yes,
0: I, I think it, and and looking someone in the eye, you know, feeling them, giving them a hug, shaking their hand. I mean, I have learned a lot in the last several months about how we show up, like at networking groups. And I'm a very vivacious person. So if I'm in one of my, hi, how are you, you know, modes, uh, that can scare people and they back away from you. So I've really learned to come in instead of the, hi, I'm Lynette Hoy. Okay, great. You're Lynette Hoy, super, but, you know, back up, jeez. So, you know, instead of taking that uh, happy approach, you know, having a calm, you know, nice smile, looking someone right in the eye, stepping forward to shake their hand. Hi, I'm Lynette Hoy. That's a lot more approachable, you know, shaking their hand and stepping back, keeping eye contact. And it's just because I think people forget that there's a way to communicate because that's different than other ways because they're, you know, we're still coming off of this you know, post pandemic, you know, this change in habits and you know, we want to be with people like you're saying, but for me it's like a, you know when i've been home working quite a bit and i'm on the middle of in the middle of a campaign and i'm doing different things and a couple of days go by and then i'm out networking i'm so excited to be out that i'm hi i'm that so i always have to dial myself back a little bit and it's because of connection Because who wants to connect with someone that had way too much coffee that day? So making those efforts to be able to come in and be present without driving people crazy is super important. And it plays to what we have going on moving forward with that deeper relationship element in truly connecting with someone
2: yeah absolutely and now a message about one of our sponsors nadine west which is awesome affordable outfits that are delivered to your doorstep each month or however often you want it delivered and each month features surprising new outfits that consist of items perfectly styled just for you and you only keep what you love and then send the rest back free of charge. I absolutely love it. The things that they send me, I often keep more than not. And so for our listeners, if you sign up today using my link, you'll get $10 credit and free shipping on your first order. So go to Peppershock.com offers and sign up for Nadine West and get your $10 credit. I know you're going to love what Nadine West sends to you. I even get a personal message from her asking how everything's going. Anyway, so go to pebershock.com offers and sign up for Nadine West. Let's kind of change directions just here a little bit. I know um, we are talking, and this will actually launch in the new year. I wanted to give you an opportunity to maybe give some recommendations for things that businesses should be considering to make a part of their business communications or PR plan or just things that they need to consider ways that they can go about it. Um, you know, we have the people who are the DIYers, the done with you and done for you. Right. Sometimes I want to address all of those audiences. Like if, if they can't necessarily get to where they get to hire PR professionals or agencies yet, but they're going to work their way up to it. What are some things that people can do on their own to help with their PR and then let's move into what you can help them do, or some things that you've done to help people. Um, and then you know, taking it on. So, kind of start with the DIYers. What what are some tips and tactics they can take in the moment right now?
0: Well, how we show up online is critical to our credibility. So, as a do-it-yourselfer, one of the first things you can do. Is evaluate your social media. For example, on LinkedIn, if you have no picture at the top of your personal profile, I I call that branding real estate. If you don't have your branded presence up there, all it is is gray because typically that's what's there when you don't have a picture, that really holds you back. It's simple. It's, it's an easy thing to get done and it doesn't bog someone down, making sure that they have a professional image. So on LinkedIn, you most certainly don't want a profile picture with you in sunglasses. That's out of the question. But really diving deep into LinkedIn, watching videos, you know, looking at all sorts of things you can do on YouTube. There's thousands of articles out there and uh, something, a couple of tips besides the picture and the, you know, valuing that real estate with your imaging for your brand at the top of the page is to also make sure that you treat your LinkedIn profile like a Glorified resume, everything between your education, everything you've done. I mean, some people say, well, gosh, uh, when I worked at uh, as a, a executive assistant for a lawn mowing company when I first started, that doesn't matter. Well, it does matter. Now, if you're 65 years old, perhaps not, but showing a progression of how you have grown uh, from your college days and up through your career is very important. And then looking at who you're connected with, you know, truly leveraging LinkedIn to get yourself out there. And making sure that you're writing articles on LinkedIn, not just posting, but doing it consistently. And for that do-it-yourself or just starting out, making sure that it's five to seven days a week because you really need to to get the engine running. Mm -hmm. And there's other things that I teach people, and that's how to leverage uh, LinkedIn for Facebook for example, for that Mm do-it-yourselfer. So when you write that article versus a post Mm -hmm. and you share it out and you share it to Facebook because of course you've got a business page there and you share it to your business page or even your personal page and it goes through what's set up out there through Facebook, it affects the algorithm for you And it keeps that article ranking higher, for example, on Facebook, than if you go directly to Facebook and just cut and paste a link. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the algorithm doesn't like that. So it pushes your information down and you're not showing up in your followers feeds as much. So I like to go into more detail on that and I, I just pick it all apart, but making sure that all of your social media out there, the presence you have is the same Mm -hmm. in terms of business and, and also writing as much as you can as you're moving forward. So and there's other platforms that rank high like Mm medium.com and there is a subscription attached to that, but it's well worth it in getting that, exposure and making sure that you're bringing everything back to your website. Mm -hmm. And there's a whole series of things regarding backlinks, but for the do-it-yourselfer that's just starting out, making sure that you are linking back to your website, even just showcasing your domain or wherever you write uh, and linking it back is really important. So Mm -hmm. You know, building yourself up slowly. You know, putting it out, putting it on your calendar, one hour a week if that's all you have.
2: What are some resources that people should subscribe to, listen to, read? You know, what are some things that you recommend that people do? So, if it's the
0: do-it-yourselfer, I really recommend Entrepreneur Magazine. Uh, It's Wonderful in terms of really keeping you current on entrepreneurial trends and what people are doing to grow their businesses, uh, not only from an individual basis, but from a leadership perspective. And uh, it keeps you on top of your game anywhere you can subscribe. And, and I don't mean subscribing to 100 different newsletters, but mm-hmm. things that are within your realm. So not only from a generalized standpoint, but keeping the pulse because you are a leader as an entrepreneur you know, on what's trending in leadership. Another a good magazine for that that's online and off actually is Success Magazine and from the social media perspective as well as leadership, uh, there is a gentleman by the name of Jeff Bullas, and that's B Like Boy U L L A S. You can just Google him, mm-hmm. and he has a tremendous podcast that is uh known all over the world. He's from Australia and is always interviewing people that are really doing well and they're in high growth mode. So they're hungry, they're ambitious, and it's a wonderful way to dig deep without feeling overwhelmed or that you're out of your, you know, out of your comfort zone too much.
2: Mm -hmm. Let's talk a little bit about how you help people who would hire a PR consultant or coaches you, or what did you call yourself? A PR? Uh... A publicity strategist. There you go. Publicity strategist. I knew that was the right word. <laughs> what yeah. do you do? How do you work with them? What's the first thing that you talk about or kind of walk me through your process a little bit, Lynette?
0: Well, I work with people, firstly, on a few levels. Uh, one is I have a VIP mentoring program where it's a it's a 6 month process and i walk people through the entire gamut of uh, gamut of building their online presence creating an online media kit press rooms within their website you know website analysis you know there's so many different pieces that fall into that but at the end of 6 months not only are they getting known but they're getting paid and a lot of that comes from being interviewed by the media Mm -hmm. and because all of a sudden you've got an audience of millions over time so you're building no like and trust Mm -hmm. really with strangers and it's a miraculous thing that I've Mm -hmm. seen happen hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times so there's that element uh, or that type of work that I do I also work with corporations and helping senior staff you know, grow uh, their own uh, online presence, you know, position themselves correctly, personally and professionally, so that they are not hurting the organization that they're with on any level, but also not hurting their own chances of personal growth, professional growth. You know, where Where do we go next? Very few people work for any company over five to seven years. So making sure that you're set up for success is a big deal for larger corporations, because if you are only pushing into what you're doing here for us and that's it, you're cutting that person off from that professional growth. And it's a part of caring for those that work for you to give them opportunities to learn what it looks like to grow professionally. So I do a lot of that in-house training as well. And uh, I also work publicity campaigns for authors, uh, people launching new businesses, people wanting to put fire back into their business and get known out there here locally there are so many wonderful small businesses. I know you agree with me, Ray, And but nobody knows who they are. I mean, there's hundreds and hundreds of amazing small to medium-sized businesses that just nobody knows that they exist. So helping those organizations really step out with a campaign is also something I love to do. And then lastly, I have uh, retained clients that hire me. They're long term clients, and I work to keep them seen and heard out there in the marketplace. You know, I consistently get them interviewed on, in different media and just keep them rolling as the, the go to expert in their industry, which is. Gosh, it's just so important now, probably more than ever. Our world is changing so much.
2: So, Lynna, as we wrap up here, is there anything in particular that you would really like uh, our audience to hear about today that we didn't talk about yet? Yeah. I mean, we could talk about this all day long, but tell me more. What, what, can I, what can you share with them that they just need to know?
0: Well, something that I left off my list, which is very important to me in terms of You know, the do-it-yourselfer, you know, the person that's growing and, you know, getting ready to hire me and you, uh, Mm -hmm. depending on their needs, someone to follow and learn more. Of course, myself, but you. And Pepper Mm -hmm. Shock Media has a tremendous reputation in the marketplace. And I think for, (laughs) for people wanting to learn along the way and prepare themselves for that next step and being able to hire uh, experts to help them leap to the next level. And that's going through the marketing expedition com- community that you provide. And that is the marketingexpedition.com for all of you Aww. and join and get in there and listen to Ray's, Podcast. She interviews so many amazing people that are so well versed in their craft, and it's a wonderful way to learn more and and connect with Ray. Get on her Facebook and connect with her on LinkedIn, and also with myself. Uh, and I really am just so excited for 2024 very excited and if anyone wants to join in on any of my workshops you can jump to get standoutgetprofitable.com and they'll there will be quarterly uh, workshops that i will be doing the first one will be uh, january 2024 on the 15th and 16th Mm -hmm. so Whenever you hear this podcast, you can certainly jump on standoutgetprofitable.com and see what's going on. See if there's yeah. a new workshop coming up that you can sign up for.
2: Yeah, that's great. Well, thank you so much for that. And so it's standoutgetprofitable.com. Is that what you said? Yep. Yeah, very good. And uh, yeah, always a pleasure to have you in my world, Lynette. Thank you we'll have to catch up and have, go have a glass of wine and Caldwell again Yes, absolutely. <laughs> with all the beautiful lights that were going on over the holidays. It's, yes. it's so much fun. It is. Um, but yeah. So thank you again. And, and sharing all the wisdom and, and knowledge that you have in, in the PR space and um, helping those navigate through our marketing journey that we're collectively all going on together. And uh, so if there's anything that Lynette can do to help you as you listen to this, uh, feel free to reach out to her. It's firetalkerpr.com, correct? Yes. Okay. Excellent. Well, with that said, uh, thank you so much for being on the show, Lynette. We enjoyed uh, all of your little nuggets that you had to share today. Ah, thank you for having me absolutely. And for those of you listening, those that you know, that need to hear what Lynette had to say today, share this podcast with others, give us a review and we'll do a shout out. If you give us a review, we'll do some shout outs again. And, uh, that way you can get some exposure too for giving us that review that is like gold for podcasters. And, uh, until next time, everybody enjoy your marketing journey.
1: Thanks for listening to the marketing expedition podcast. Want to continue the journey? Don't miss out on new episodes. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wouldn't it be great if there was one place you can go to get all the latest information and tips about marketing and advertising? The Marketing Expedition community is that place.